What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, and this is our Dragon Con pre-show episode. Dragon Con is two days away, and two we're days. excited because we are on, like, between the two of us, we're on, like, 50 million pounds. <laughs> no, I, I, I am. I am excited. I am scared. <laughs> why, why are you scared? You do this every week. I, it, the only difference is we will be in front of live people getting live feedback. But, and it's not like this is the first time you've been on a panel. No, it, it's it's not. But It's just the first time you've been on eight panels. <laughs> so many panels. And I, I have a new profound respect for you. <laughs> And, and Gary Mitchell, um, our dear friend from the um, classic sci-fi classics classic track, sci-fi. yeah, yeah, he talked about being on what 30, 40 panels. I think he know? was on twenty four <laughs> last year. He told me I need to get my numbers up. So the fact yeah. that I'm a little bit more this year, Gary, I'm I'm blaming you for that. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm blaming you for it. Yeah, I did one last year. Which was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yes. And you did a good and, job. And um, here we're on eight. Yes. So. My job as your friend is to encourage <laughs> you to put yourself out there more. And you it, did. And you let me it, tell yeah. y'all. So, so as soon as the Dragon Con app opened up, of course, I'm going on there. I'm trying to see which panels I'm listed for and everything. And Anthony and I are chatting back and forth. And he was like, so how do you figure this out? So when I told him, he was like, um, and I look at the schedule. I'm like, um, dude, draw eight panels. He was like, what? So I sent him a screenshot of everything that came up with his name. And sure enough, he's on eight panels. And he was like, wow, I didn't even know I was on <laughs> There were the two that I knew for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll go into these later, but there were the two I knew for sure. Uh-huh. The other six were a complete surprise. Wow. I was just like, wait, what? I, I did fill out, remember, we, we you sent out the interest. We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we filled all that stuff out. So um, I'm just going to say it's been a long road for me. This will be my 22nd Dragon Con. I'm like, and I'm so impressed. <laughs> and I've gone from you know, one day passes, you know, Saturday pass, you know, to two day to five day now. It's and five days. Five yes. days now. It's been like that since I, I think what 2019 was when it officially became five days. I think it was 2018 or 2019, maybe 2019. Yeah, when, when they, yeah officially. Um, but I, I, I would have never thought that I would go from being just an attendee to being like, a part of Dragon Con. Well, so. you should. You're very knowledgeable. You know oh, the stuff you. that you're you talking are, about. You are too kind. I know. Seriously. I mean, that's one of the reasons when I tell you. So Anthony and I have been friends since 2004. We've been podcasting together off and on since like 2007. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, Anthony is one of the people who actually got me into podcasting. And one of the things that we had talked about, even um, as we were on the other show that we've been on, uh, Sci-Fi Party Line, we talked for years about starting our own podcast and the timing was just never right. And it's like when I decided to branch out and do 
a podcast in the midst of COVID and lockdown. Anthony, you were one of the first people on my mind when I put the thing out and said, um, okay, so I might be looking for some people to do the podcast. And you were like, I might be interested. I'm like, duh. I don't even know why you responded to it. I don't know. I was like, really, just tell me when and where. And I'm there. And this, and that's literally what we had to do because right. we've talked about this for years. Yeah. We've talked about it for years, you know, and then we work together. You know, we've worked uh, together since 2004. So we're always in close proximity to each other. So there are times when Anthony gets a break in between what he's doing. He comes to my office next door and we just shoot the breeze for like 15, 20 minutes. And I've told him before that the minute he walks into my office, I just need to start pressing record on my phone and just letting it go. Because there are times when we'll just start out with, hey, how you doing? How's work? What's going on? And the conversation always goes into nerd territory. I don't care what it is. I don't even know how we get there sometimes. It always goes into nerd territory. And then because I work in an office full of nerds, both open and underground nerds, my office becomes the hub for everybody conversing about nerd stuff. Because if they hear us talk about Marvel, if we mention uh, Moon Knight or She-Hulk, oh, wait, I watched. So it's kind of natural that you should be on a panel because this is what you do anyway. Yeah, and I was going to say, your office, you know, when people talk about water cooler talk, your office, <laughs> it's like the water cooler is right there by your desk. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. comes in and starts It's imaginary, about. but it's there. But it's there. But yeah. anytime nerd stuff, like literally Monday morning, I will get people, and it doesn't matter if they're people who work in my building. Some of them may work next door with uh, Anthony. We have some that work elsewhere in the district. I work in fine art, so I work around a lot of artistic people Mm -hmm. people will come into my office to bring orders and they'll be like hey so have you watched such and such and i'm looking at them like do you know who you're talking to of course i watched it oh okay (laughs) well let's talk about i mean it never fails to happen never fails to happen and then the people who don't know that we are geeks when they come in and they hear us talk they're like oh so you know a little something about this i'm like dude (sighs) yeah all right let's Let's get some education yeah. on. But yeah, I mean, you would you're a natural. I like when you told me last year that the panel you were on was the first panel you'd ever done, I really looked at you like, how in the hell did that happen? Or how in the hell did that not happen? Rather, like, how are you just not being on a panel? You've been going here for 21 years. You know, I, I think a, a lot of it has to do, well, some of it also has to do with covid and how things have changed Mm -hmm. as far as stuff being done digitally like remember filling out interest cards or interest pamphlets on paper now you do a google form Mm -hmm. and it gives everyone the information right there oh this is what they're interested in this is how i can contact them yeah it it has they don't have to sort through it right it's become easier so when Mm -hmm. someone is like oh you know on the list, there's Debris, a show that I swear me and like five other people watch, and <laughs> they're going to do a panel on it. Oh, I click check. I check yes. Okay. And I'm on the panel for Debris. Okay. In the past, you would, you almost would have to become a part of the track to propose a track idea. And then that's true. Someone on the track will have to be like, well, I don't know if we have time for it. Well, this is 
easier now. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's easier. So yeah, I, and then also they're not they're not just sticking to like a set group of people. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that I've noticed. Like this year, I am doing panels on two tracks I've never done panels on before. I'm doing uh, panels with high fantasy, and I'm also doing a panel on the digital media track. I've never done um, panels on any of either of those tracks before. And, you know, once I put my name in, I was just kind of like, okay, well, I might not because they may not know who I am. Like the other tracks that I've been on, I've been on for years. YA Lit is the track that I started Mm -hmm. at Dragon Con with because that was the track that had all of the Harry Potter stuff. And anybody who knew me 10, 15 years ago, that's all I was about was Harry Potter. So I like the fact that they are, that they don't just pigeonhole like oh okay well we know these five people and these are our friends or these are the people and we're going to keep them there I like the fact that they reach out to people and say hey let's get people with you know different viewpoints or people Mm -hmm. that you know who may have good opinions I'm sure they also look at you know our credentials in a sense because they do ask us you know on questionnaires if we have experience talking about this thing or what our interest is so I'm sure they kind of look at that information too but yeah, I like the fact that it's not just, oh, okay, well, you're familiar with this track, so that's where you're going to go, and that's the only place that's going to, you know, take right. you. Right, so, right. Yeah. But yeah. let's start talking about some of these panels, because it's so funny looking at the different panels that we're doing. Most of my panels encompass pretty much everything we've talked on about on the podcast, <laughs> Like, it's like someone went through and looked at your looked at the fandom hybrid podcast list and was like, okay, she was a, they talked about that, they talked about that. Okay, Hanukkah, yeah, Hanukkah, Marvel <laughs> stuff, Hanukkah, okay, Lord of the Rings, Hanukkah, hmm, uh, Game of Thrones, Hanukkah, yeah. Yeah, and, and and the Game of Thrones, the House of the Dragon panel, I didn't even know I had got pick, gotten picked for that one until I opened up the app and I saw it on my schedule. I was like, wait, what? I got picked for House of Dragon because there are certain fandoms and certain shows and movies that are kind of like the creme de la creme, if you will, of nerddom. So even though they send out these um, these questionnaires for us to, you know, gauge our interest in a certain thing, like what do we want to talk about? There's always not there's not going to be a guarantee that you're going to get every single panel that you applied for, because I can tell you now, I have a notebook in front of me. I applied for, I don't know how many panels because I was like, some of these panels I may not even get. Some of these panels, they may not even look at my name because they may already have in their mind people who they Mm -hmm. want to be on this panel. So when I started getting the notifications, like there were a couple of tracks that I knew they were going to put me on something because they have for the last three, four, five, however many years. And then um, I did a virtual panel for Wheel of Time, the Amazon Prime show, because they were specifically looking for people who watched the show having no background of the books because they wanted a different take on just the show without any book knowledge. So I signed up to do that. And um, there were a lot of scheduling conflicts. I think there were supposed to be six of us on the panel at first. And then we had to keep rescheduling because it's dead in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. A lot of people's schedules change, you know, people having to work, people going on vacations, this sort of thing. So then when we finally got a chance to do it, she was like, okay, I'm so sorry. The only open window I have to do it is on such and such day at such and such time where there were only two of us that were available to do it. 
So it was just the two of us and a moderator. And I had a blast doing that, but that was the first thing I had ever done on high fantasy. And um, then when they put out the call for panelists on the Facebook page, mm-hmm. the um, well, first of all, the track director, she sent me an email after we recorded the panel. And she was like, hey, I really enjoyed having you on the panel. I would love to have you back to do some other things. And that was kind of for me a big deal because Anthony you have uh experience going to panels on that track mm-hmm. and one of the things that you have said is that there has been a lack of Diversity. representation yeah so that was surprising to me but it also made me feel good because I felt like I made a really good impression and then when they put the call for panelists out I actually got an email from her with the link saying hey I don't know if you saw this I was like I just finished it five minutes ago so you and know. then you sent it to me. Yeah, and, and then I sent it to you because I was like, these are shows that you talk about. Like, one of the things that we talk about and one of the things that irks Anthony about me is that I have never had a chance to actually sit down and fully watch the Lord of the Rings films. It just never happens because every time I try, something always interrupts it. I plan on doing it during our fall break. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to sit down and do nothing but watch Lord of the Rings because there's a TV series that's coming out later on this week. I've got to do the movies. I've got to do, well, you guys said I don't really need to do The Hobbit, but because I am who I am and it's part of that group, I have to do it. But this is what you you talk about. Side note, I say you don't have to, but you should. Yes. Okay. Who was it that said I didn't need to? Was it Lori or was it? Lori. Okay. Okay. So that was Lori. But yeah, so it just, it kind of makes sense to me that you should be on that track, you Mm -hmm. know, or like I said, that you should be talking about this stuff because you kind of helped get me into this. So yeah. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that did do the, um, the questionnaire. Because the high fantasy, high fantasy track, which used to be multiple tracks, Tolkienverse, mm-hmm. um, the Will of Time track, those that's where I spent my time mm-hmm. in those tracks. You know, because that that is sort of what I like. That is my. I told you before that you know you would think my fandom was Star Trek, Star Wars. It's actually Lord of the Rings, right? You know, mm-hmm. and and um, Eddings and and. Robert Jordan, all that stuff. That that's what I like mm-hmm. a lot. I know a lot about that stuff. So those are the tracks I spend a lot of time in. And it used to be frustrating when I was trying to get into panels or whatever and couldn't. So this is sort of a big deal for me to be on three high fantasy panels. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize it was three. Yeah, okay. I think it's three, but we'll we'll you know go I are we planning on going in, into detail? We about can start something? that right now. So what right, three tracks are you doing oh, with? with yeah. What are you doing for high fantasy? Um, Friday at one have a game of spinoffs, which is um, HBO is reportedly doing the Game of Thrones spinoffs, about nine of them. And we're going to talk about um, the possibility of those coming to fruition so i i'm guessing that you have to have at least a little bit of book knowledge to to talk about those because the spinoffs are coming from canon i don't think they're doing mm-hmm. any original stories that i they're, know of except for maybe john snow yes 
that's okay. the only one I think that that's the only one that's going to be original. The other ones are based on stories that we either heard about or were mentioned. Okay. Or we know about. Okay. Um, but we kind of know that they're coming, and some of them, like I think there's two or three animated series that's in the works, and then there's like a stage play that's in the works. They count those as spinoffs. I, you know, I heard something about a stage play, and I thought that I was mistaken in hearing something about a stage were, play. I was like, right. they can't be there. So they're really going to do a stage play for Game that, of Thrones, that, supposedly. That is, that's supposedly, yeah. Okay. Um, also, they have filmed a pilot for another spinoff. I was just about to mention that. Shelved. I was just about to mention that because I'm mad that they shelved that. They filmed a pilot that cost $30 million to make. Mm-hmm. Had Jamie fucking Campbell Bauer in it. And I don't know if y'all like realize people who know me, they realize I stand hard for that man. I have been a fan of his for years. I'm so glad that he is like everywhere now. People are Mm -hmm. loving him, but y'all motherfuckers are late. (laughs) Y'all are late. (laughs) You've been talking about him for years. For years. You've been talking about him for years. For years. And he was supposed to be in this spinoff and I was so excited and then they shelved it and I was so pissed off. And I was actually going to attend your panel so that I could talk about the fact that I'm pissed off about that, but I can't because I'm going to be on a panel at the same time. I think that's the only bad thing about us being on so many Mm -hmm. panels collectively because most of our panels are at the same time. So it's not like I can go and support you and you can go support me because we're, we're, on panels at the same time. That's a good thing. It's a good and, thing. And a bad thing, but it's yeah, also a good thing. But it's yeah. mostly a good thing because we're we're putting ourselves out there. We're mm-hmm. putting the podcast out there. You know, yes. that shows that even though as a podcast we do talk about certain shows and certain things, it does show that there's more to us than what you hear from us on the podcast. Of course, if I hit the lotto, then we will be doing this every day and be talking about everything under the sun. But unfortunately, we both have to work regular day jobs and we can't do this full time because it is an all encompassing thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But what time is your, what time is that panel on Friday? That one is Friday at one o'clock. Oh, OK. So, yep, that I will be on a YA adaptations um, panel at that time. So, um you know, we did a panel last year about Shadow and Bone, and that is one of the shows that we cover here on the podcast. And of course, you know, that started out from a book series, which I finally read the first three books last year before Dragon Con because I participated in a panel for that. But um, there are so many other YA adaptations that are coming out. And so we're going to talk about some of those, like the um, prequel to the Hunger Games is coming out, you know, Shadow and Bone um, is filming a season two that is coming out. There are several others. Uh, Vampire Academy has a TV show that's coming out on, um, I think it's Paramount Plus Mm -hmm. that that's coming out on. So we're going to sit there and talk about those and talk about our dream um adaptations that we want and i'm i'm gonna voice my opinion on one that they actually made a film for but it was one of those where they screwed up the potential for future movies i'm, I'm not talking, talking about, about i'm not talking about city of bone everybody knows okay. how i feel about city of bone <laughs> 
<laughs> Everybody knows how I feel about that. I still love that movie. I still think it was better than Shadow Shadow Hunters TV show. I say that very openly and without shame. I still think Lily Collins and Jamie Campbell Bower were the perfect Clarion Jace. I will die on that hill. But we won't talk about that because they they screwed it up the way they did the reveal about Valentine and uh, anyway we're not gonna we're not gonna. But, go but that's not the show you're talking about. No, okay. I'm actually talking about the film Beautiful Creatures. That came out back oh. in, uh, I want to say it was like the late 20, late 2000s, maybe early 2010s. Mm-hmm. And it was based on the Cast the Chronicles series. Um, and it, it's a book series that I absolutely loved. I was so excited when they did the, um, you know, when they were talking about the movie, they released the trailer. I mean, Emmy Rossum was in this. Um, Alden, I cannot pronounce his last name, but the guy who was in the solo movie, I can't, yeah, he, he was in it as one of the leads and just looking at the trailer, it looked great. I was like, you got Jeremy Irons in this movie. Mm -hmm. What can go wrong? A lot lot. wrong (laughs) with this movie. I mean, Kat and I, uh, Kat is one of my best friends and we went to go see this movie and we were so excited and we looked at the film and when it stopped, we sat in the seats at the movie theater and we both turned to each other. And we were like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I'm so mad that they've never approached it again and, and thought about fixing it and bringing it to the TV screen. So that's, that's going to be my, my little thing, my, uh, my, my dream uh YA adaptation because y'all need to fix that shit. Y'all need to fix it. Somebody it a, needs to fix it. It was a great story. They need to fix uh-huh. it. They need mm-hmm. to fix it. So anyway, what's the second panel you have on high fantasy? Um from Amaro to Wakanda, the history of black fantasy. Now, I wanted to go to that one too and I can't because I'm on a panel at this time. <laughs> um I am a little bit concerned about being on this panel because i know of a couple of people well one of them milton davis who's mm-hmm. on the panel mm-hmm. he's he's huge to me mm-hmm. um he had the convention the state of black sci-fi fantasy i don't know if you remember oh yeah that he, was here a few years ago right yes i went okay. to that and okay. that was very fun i learned a lot about black fantasy and afro futurism and all that stuff okay during that that was like a two or was it i think it was two or three days Mm -hmm. um maybe it was two but i went to that and it was a whole lot of fun but and i've gone to his panels at dragon con before he's he's very knowledgeable Mm -hmm. well-respected writer all that stuff and Mm -hmm. it's going to be sort of a big deal for me to be on up there with him so okay we'll see how that goes i'm looking forward to it but a little bit a little bit maybe a little bit I, I I mean I I get it I get it, but I mean yeah. that that's that's the that's the best time for you to like fanboy out, <laughs> <laughs> you know, show what you know because again you're very knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. So and and we only get to see a snippet of it on the podcast because we mostly cover fantasy stuff and not really more of the sci-fi stuff. But. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting time. This is the part that 
you didn't really talk to me about as far as being on panels, the amount of research and prep that you have to do. And this is freaking ridiculous. Oh, let me I tell have to you. Watch all these shows again. Like I'm I haven't finished Raising Dion. I'll talk about this on the Raising Dion panel. Uh so isn't it yeah. crazy how much you realize you forgot when you go back yes. to rewatch? Yes. I'm learning that now because I'm rewatching Supernatural season nine because my first panel is on Thursday. It's called Supernatural Showdown. And basically what we're doing is we take um, they've divided it into the three five, uh, mm-hmm. you know, five episodes, uh, five season arcs. So last year we did seasons one through five and each panelist was assigned or had to pick a season. They had to talk about the season and convince the audience as to why the season they chose was the best season of the five that they chose. So I had season five last year. We only get five minutes to defend. It was so much fun. And then what they do is at the end of everyone's, um, you know, once everyone has presented their case, they uh-huh. go to the audience and they have the audience vote, vote who made the best presentation and whose season was the best based on what they said. So I won, of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm going to claim those bragging white rights. So this year I have season nine. And I was like, okay, I think I remember season nine. And I started prep and I was like, oh my God, I haven't watched these episodes in like years. Mm-hmm. And half of this stuff, I was like, I don't remember that. And then once it happens, I'm like, oh, I do remember that. The amount of prep. Because you're sitting there, you're trying to watch it and you're trying to enjoy it. But of, again, because you're on a panel and you have specific talking points for this, you're trying to take notes too. And it's the most aggravating and most time-consuming thing because I just want to sit here and just watch the whole season. But no. even with that, yeah, I, I can't do that because I work. Uh-huh. I have people in my house that I have to feed. I myself have to eat. And then because Dragon Con is coming up and my light bill for the past three months has decided to be $400 a month, I've had to go and Uber some so I can pay my bills and still have money to spend at Dragon Con. <laughs> Where does the time come? I, I, and I I'm in know. school. I, I know. I don't know. And, and, and then you have roadblocks. Like I'm on the debris panel. Debris is not available pretty much anywhere to watch. And I think I've I've made it up to maybe episode seven or eight before I like stopped. Okay. And but I don't even remember most of it. So I I have to go back. And um Michelle said it was available on YouTube if you subscribe to something. I'm gonna see. If not, I'm gonna YouTube premium, they have a 30-day free trial. All right, that sounds there good go. to me. There you go. And and I'll see if see if it's on there. And you know, between trying to watch that, I just finished Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol. I'm on the panel for that. Okay, well, let's all right. So let's what go time? Back to what the, time is your Wakanda panel? That panel is. Hold on, let me bring this closer so I can no, see. I, the, I was about to say, you know, people, people are looking at this video 
And they're like, Hanako, you have glasses on. Yes, because I can't see shit when I'm trying to <laughs> can't read. Can't see anything. Um, <laughs> oh crap. It is uh, Saturday at 4. What am I doing Saturday at 4? I am doing the end of an era, a Legacies fan panel. So, Legacies. Fun, fun, fun. Vampire Diaries Universe. Yeah. Which I am a huge fan of. Legacies is a bit of a mixed bag for me because it, you know, it's the show that talks about or is centered around Hope Michelson, Klaus, Klaus Michelson's daughter. Klaus. I, I remember Klaus. Klaus is like one of my favorite characters, period. Just even when he's like ridiculously fucking evil, he's still one of my favorite characters. I, I just remember feeling like he was like a more refined version of Spike. <laughs> Mm. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. 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 That's how that or torture that was too, I, I think. Before I abandoned the show. Whatever. Okay. So <laughs> we, we won't go into that. But yeah, so anyway, Legacies ended this year after four seasons. Um, and I have to admit, I, I struggled with this show. You know, I was all in the first the first couple of seasons, or rather, I should say the first season I was all in. Second season, it started kind of getting a little iffy. You know, Lori and I started covering it here on the podcast. We started, I think, covering season three because the podcast didn't start until September 2020. Um, We got maybe four episodes in and then both of us were like, we can't do it. It was just, there was so much there that was just kind of, stalling and there were things mm. that were happening over and over again it just got it just got really tiring so i stopped watching it and then um once i found out well i had planned on re-watching it or getting caught up at the beginning of this season but with the way streaming works and stuff like that especially with cw shows they only give you five shows at a time to to stream so if you miss an episode and you go too far in, you're going to have to wait until they release it or you're going to have to pay for it on Amazon. And I was like, I'm not paying for this. I don't even know if I want to pay to see this episode. So I'll just wait. And then we found out it was being canceled. And, um, you know, so I decided, okay, I'm going to go ahead, finish watching it. I enjoyed the fourth season a little bit more than I did season three for various reasons, but overall I feel like um, they probably made a good call canceling it or ending mm-hmm. the show. Um, if they had done some other things that they did, like in the later part of season four, if they had done that early, I would have been like, okay, yeah, y'all can, y'all can do it for another season, but yeah. So we're going to go in there and talk about that and, There's going to be a lot of sad faces in that. that Well, I mean, there will be because it, I mean, if you think about it, the Vampire Diaries universe has been in existence on TV since 08. A long time. Yeah. It's been on there for a long time. I mean, Vampire Diaries was, huh? Maybe before that. Mm, No, because I think Vampire Diaries came out right after Twilight debuted. Okay, because I, so, I thought I don't remember Bailey being born and watching um, Vampire Diaries. Vampire Diaries, yeah, but so. Vampire Diaries, 
it went on for eight seasons. The originals, the first spinoff went on Mm -hmm. for five seasons. And then this one went on for four. You know, there's been talk that this is not the end of Vampire Diaries universe, that there may be some other things coming up. But I just feel like this show had so much potential. And then the um, the actress, Danielle Rose Russell, who plays Hope Michelson, she was so good in the role, even when we met her as a younger actress on the originals, just watching her interact with the Michelson family was what made me say, okay, yes, I'm on board for this show, but you know, I'll go into more detail about it at the panel, but yeah, it was, (laughs) it was, it was one of those things where it was, I was sad that the show was ending, but at the same time, I was kind of relieved because I felt like I, I don't want it to feel like a lot of people feel about the end of Vampire Diaries. People are like, yeah, that show should have ended years ago. There were still some enjoyable things about both shows, but towards the end, it was kind of like, yeah, you guys need to kind of let this go. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, the what you got the third and final high fantasy panel I have is another Game of Thrones panel. The Great Tourney at Hall, Which is a uh, basically a discussion about you know, Rhaegar and Lyanna and all the stuff that happened at that tournament. Oh, How it okay. set in motion a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong <You> series. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we talked about this the other day, how Littlefinger, uh, Peter Baelish, set events in motion in game of thrones mm-hmm. but you can actually trace it even further back to rhaegar you know giving um liana the, the the whatever the blue roses or whatever that made everybody gasp because he was already married and he didn't give them to his wife oh yeah 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 okay i've i've heard references to that because i haven't read um i've only read the first book mm-hmm because once once the show started and I realized that he was still writing books, I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait to read the books until after the show is ended because I know at some point the story started to really diverge. And yeah. I just, now that he's still 10 years later, still writing that same book that I was waiting for, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. wait. Yeah. So. So just real quick, the the great attorney at Heron Hall, um, the king did not go, but Rhaegar went. And Rhaegar won the tournament, and he got to crown the most beautiful woman there. And he didn't crown his wife. He gave it to Lyanna. Oh. Stark. And that's where their romance began. Uh. There were other things that happened at the tournament. Um, um I can't think of my head is so full of stuff. Like there were some things that happened between um like maybe Liana was dressed up as a knight who saved um one of uh Eddard's friends or one of the Stark friends. Anyway, oh, okay. Long story short, there's a lot of things that happened in the background. Okay. Um, but the main thing is all that stuff that led up to Robert's rebellion. Because mm. um, the 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 thing behind the scenes was actually the lords were there because the king was not there. They were going to talk to Rhaegar and try to get him to set his father aside because they all knew he was crazy. 
Oh, yes. The Mad King. Yes. Right. Okay. But Rhaegar threw a wrench in the situation with the whole Lyanna Stark situation. They were like, oh, we got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> like, you about to start a war. <laughs> right. Okay. And that wasn't the war they wanted to start. They uh-huh. They wanted to you know, they wanted to kind of do it sort of peacefully and kind of just get him on their side and it would be easier to depose um, King Eris. King Eris, okay. That's not what, what happened. He, I, I don't know, he was just smitten by the Stark girl and she was smitten by him and the next thing you know, Jon Snow. So, there's that. <laughs> Which went So, we're going to discuss, we're going to discuss that and all the things that occurred just just from there the seeds that were planted during that time (laughs) literally (laughs) (laughs) why do i feel like i just channel mike on that one (laughs) (laughs) oh well since we're we're since we're on the game of thrones theme because you've already mentioned two panels that you're doing for game of thrones i'll go ahead and talk about the one I'm doing. So I am doing House of the Dragon. Yay, I'm so excited. Um, Because at this point, we've had two episodes of House of Dragon premiere. The third one will premiere while we're at Dragon Con, no less. <laughs> but that's okay. We we have two episodes and, you know, we, we've actually already recorded our episodes. We've posted those so you can hear our, you know, more detailed thoughts about that show there. But um we've both talked about the fact that when this show premiered it gave us the same sense of excitement as the the main game of uh, thrones show did when it first premiered you know and that show that show was so iconic regardless of how you feel about how it ended the show is like a cultural phenomenon there's no mm-hmm. denying that House of the Dragon, I feel, is poised to be as great, if not greater. And, you know, we already know how that story ends. So it's not like they can give us some bullshit ending. Right. And and put everybody in the right. We already know how the story ends, you know. And I feel like just even in the two episodes we've gotten so far, they're doing a very, very clever um you know, job of telling that story. So I'm, when I tell you, when I saw that I was on that panel, because like I said, that was a panel I didn't even know I'd gotten picked for. I Mm -hmm. think when she sent me the information for the panels, she accidentally left that one off. So I found Mm -hmm. out about it when I was in the Dragon Con app. And when I say I was so excited, I was like, I get to talk about Game of Thrones. Yay. Because I haven't done a Game of Thrones panel since... 2015 maybe oh wow 2014 2015 it's been a while i think we went i think michelle and i went to that panel probably so i think we did yeah so yeah yeah, so i'm like so excited i get to talk about house of dragon but again it sucks because we're both on panels at those times so i can't see any of your game of thrones panels because the tourney at heron hall that one is when it's um five thirty on Saturday. Look, let me look at my my. Skin. But I know I can't be on. I can't go to you. I would go to your House of Dragon panel, but I can't because when is your House of Dragon panel? Mine is uh Sunday at uh five thirty. 
I am on a foundation panel. This uh, there's a book, the founda foundation, and they made a TV show adaptation called Foundation. Okay, I don't it think I've heard of that Apple. one. It was, it was on oh, Apple. that would be but, why because yeah. I don't have Apple TV. Yeah, Apple TV. So I'm on that panel, and that was the Sunday at five thirty. So what is Foundation about? You should hear Michelle sigh as well. <laughs> <laughs> is it that bad? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's actually a, a really good. It's a good show. Mm -hmm. I didn't read the books. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to read a book before Sunday. <laughs> no, you're going to be I you're going to be quite busy after tomorrow. I may try. Mm -hmm. Um, it is. It's hard to say, but it is a spanning sci-fi epic. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Um, Something along the lines of like a Dune or something. You know, it, like Dune. Okay. Like Dune, but um, not as, I don't want to say as archaic, but basically um, this guy, there's this, imagine the empire that's been around for 10,000 years. Okay. Um. The person that put the empire in place, the emperor, he has been cloned. <laughs> oh, all these hundreds, um, tens, thousands of years or whatever. Okay. And there's a guy, this mathematician, he predicts that in a certain amount of time, a thousand years or so, the empire is going to fail and plunge the entire galaxy into the dark ages. Isn't that know. kind of sort of the premise of Dune? Similar? <laughs> You're not going to go there. So, okay. I was just... That, I was that, just okay. The okay. Empire is going to fall apart okay. due to all these different things. Like there's a, a new religion that's rising up and okay. there are people who are not happy that the Emperor is <laughs> continuously being cloned. Because um, there's three at the same time. There's Dawn dusk and i forgot what the middle one was okay but one is the toddler not a toddler but like a, a kid let's say one like a teenager okay and then so they're like, they're different the ages it's not yeah. like okay okay because yeah, they teach each other like they teach each other oh okay to okay. and they also discuss the politics of the time and you know make the decisions or whatever there are people so it's that like are three generations but they're all the same person yes and they've been doing this for ten thousand years <laughs> oh okay it, yeah so um this mathematician predicts that it's all going to fall apart and he comes up with an idea to kind of save it like it's inevitable it's mm -hmm. going to happen so he comes up with this thing um about dealing with history and they're going to store all of our history together in one place the foundation so when everything falls apart we won't have to start from zero so it's dune meets titan ae yes exactly oh, okay there you go gotcha there you okay. go there okay. you go there all you right go. huh i might have to check that one out you can't I don't know well, i don't know when i sure. have the time but yeah. <laughs> Um, the show has some really good actors, and um, oh my god, I can't think of his name. Um, he was Professor Moriarty in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I can't remember. What oh, is okay, yes, in 
Yes, I'm having a brain fart too, but I know who you're talking about. What is his name? I keep, I'm seeing all the things he's in. He was in the Chernobyl TV show that was mm-hmm. on HBO. Yeah, he's he's the mathematician. He's he's really good in it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I, I I like the show. I, I did. I I like the concepts and it's it's pretty good. I had heard of the book before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the odd story, but my father's best friend was into science fiction Um, and he had all these books like Robert Heinlein, Isaac Asimov. And I remember seeing the foundation books, but I was so busy trying to read, you know, all the other fantasy that I was reading. Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to read the sci-fi novels. I didn't get to those until later. I never made it to the foundation. Okay. So that's why I was excited about the show. Okay. Because I'd always wanted to read the books. So now is the show still on? Um, well, Apple, they never really announced cancellations. Yes, I, I, I know that's, that's one of the reasons why I don't fuck with Apple in that way. So, yeah, so, so it might, and it might not. If a show will drop and it might, yeah, you won't know until it airs or it doesn't air. So, um, we'll see if it comes back. I hope it does. Cause I thought it was really good. Okay, okay. And that track is, I think that's a sci-fi, the American sci-fi fantasy track. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm, what I'm, most of my other other ones are. Same too. And I, I just realized I haven't said what tracks are, are what for mine, but um, there is a Dragon Con app that you can go to if you are interested in finding our panels you can just um click on the icon that says attendees or actually uh speakers and you can put in our names uh for me it'll be easier to put in my name hanako because there is no there there are no other people named hanako there you can put anthony's last name in liggins and it will there are no other liggins exactly (laughs) so it'll well michelle the person that you live with to whom you relate by marriage she yes but yeah but she's not a speaker she's an attendee yeah Yeah. but um yeah so you can go into the app and and pull up any of these panels to find descriptions you can find the locations and times and what tracks they are on and then you can click on that track to find out whether the what other panels are covered by that track um, you know, that's so, the way well, to do it. Yeah. Um, that was, that was the way I did it. <laughs> <laughs> that was how you found, how out. found out. Oh, excuse me. That was how I found out that you were on so many panels. Yeah. So yeah. the first panel that I knew that I was on was the lost symbol fan panel, which if you are a fan of Dan Brown, mm-hmm. um, he wrote the Da Vinci code, yeah. um, Inferno and the lost symbol was one of the, another book. They made a TV show about it. Okay. Um, Is that the one that had Tom Hanks in it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Professor Robert Langdon. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Angels and Demons was the second movie. Inferno was the third movie. Okay. Um, Lost Symbol was going to be a fourth movie. Then they decided, oh, no, we wanted to be a prequel. And then that kind of fell apart. So then they decided to make a TV show prequel, even though Lost Symbol came late. It was weird. Okay, <laughs> but um, unfortunately, Lost Symbols canceled after ah. the first season. So we're going to talk about that. Um, okay. I Robert Langdon is one of my favorite literary characters. Okay, because he's so quirky and, and different. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a puzzle solver, and we like those. Okay, we like those guys to solve puzzles. 
Okay. Uh, when is that panel? That panel is um, Saturday at 5.30. No. Sunday at 10 in the morning. Sunday, 10 a.m. Oh, I can't go to that one either because <laughs> I'm doing a panel. I, I just, this panel just got added to my schedule. So last few years, I've been on the Outlander panel. And this year, I wasn't because the um, alternate history, his, alternate historical fiction track, they combined uh, some of their panels with Brit track. And Outlander was one of those panels. So I think Brit track is kind of over the show panel which I'm bummed about, but, um, and they only needed like a limited number of people for the book panel because they're taking people from American history and, you know, Brit track. So, so did they get rid of the alt history track? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it just certain shows because they're technically British shows. I think they just kind of merged them. I'm not sure why uh, that's probably they usually do that because of a either space or attendance it might you know what it could be attendance because i will say and michelle can back me up on this the last few years the outlander panels they have needed more space you yeah. know they they've had us in in smaller rooms and there's always a standing room for outlander which i've always said i was like i don't understand why they don't have more space Mm -hmm. or a bigger room so i guess this year we may be getting a bigger room um that one yeah that was in sheraton mm -hmm. so this it's different year, because all history has is such a small um niche thing because yes. i've gone to some of their panels mm -hmm. it can be a few people in a small room mm -hmm. but when you do outlander you're going to get a lot of people so it probably helps them to pair with brick track because brick track they have larger rooms yes over there so i think so, that's what they're doing and um the uh the person who is usually the moderator um i had reached out to her earlier this summer to see if there was space on the panel and i never heard back apparently because she does not check facebook messenger a lot which a lot of people don't she messaged me yesterday michelle's laughing why Oh, because she's she one of those people that doesn't check Facebook people. Messenger a lot. Yeah. So she messaged me yesterday and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm just I don't know how I missed your message. I'm just not seeing it. But it's probably Providence that I'm seeing it now because as it so happens, I injured myself and won't be able to come to Dragon Con. So we need somebody to fill that slot on the panel. So I was like, OK, cool. So she, she submitted my name and the person got back to me and they were like, yeah, so we're going to put you on the panel. We also need you to take over her moderator duties for the book panel. And I was like, wait, hold up. I'm not even caught. I'm not caught up on the books. I, I stopped kind of like halfway in between books six, seven, mm -hmm. because the show was starting to get to that point. And I didn't really want to spoil myself too much. So I just, I haven't read the books. I know some of the things that happens, but I was like, is this going to be a problem? She was like, no. She said, you can, um, you can probably Google some questions to ask. She said, you know, it will be spoilery, but I was like, oh, I don't care about the spoilers. I just want to make sure that it's okay because I can talk my way through the panel. 
that's not going to be a problem. And then it's uh, uh, with the Outlander panels, it's a lot of audience participation. There's a lot of like you have your panelists and they give their views, but there is a lot of audience participation. So I'm not worried about that part. And then um, the moderator, uh, Crystal, she usually has a very well thought out, well written outline that she uses for the panels. So she's going to let me borrow her um, outline so we can get through the panel. But I'm excited because that's the first time I'm ever moderating a panel at Dragon Con. I've moderated panels at other smaller conventions, but this will be my first at Dragon Con. And I'm excited. I, and it's I'm excited Outlander. Too. And it's Outlander. So I'm sorry. But I can't go. I know you have a panel at that time, but I will be stealing your wife because she will be in my audience for that panel. She will be. I know she will be. So She's I'm so already sorry. told me. I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, 10 o'clock on a Sunday though. Yeah. And ba- but Bailey's gonna be with us. Um, it'll be her first time at Dragon Con. She's Yay! fourteen, and she's gonna come on Sunday. Okay. And um, one of our friends, her daughter is coming too. Okay. She's twelve, I think. She's two years behind Bailey. Okay. This will be her first time too. Oh, that'll be fun. So they may both be in that panel. So. Yeah, okay, Michelle's saying they will be in there because Michelle's not going to miss that panel. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, so we'll just have to, you know, we'll just have to put that that warning out at the beginning that we will be talking. I mean, Michelle has watched the show. We talk about Outlander on, on the podcast. Yeah. So, and Bailey has walked some... in a few times on oh, the show. Too, so. Okay, yeah. I'm not okay. worried about Bailey so much as the, the 12-year-old, but I mean, if, if you're coming to Dragon Con, you're liable to see and hear some stuff that even on a Sunday morning. Even on a Sunday morning. <laughs> you know, they, they do keep it family friendly, but, you know, you may hear a couple of choice phrases here and there. And, of course, yeah. if we're talking about TV shows and films, there are some grown-up themes in a lot of what we watch. So, yeah. but, but but you know how some of those people roll at Dragon Con? They, they will have not gone to sleep. And that Saturday night rolls right on into Sunday you morning. You know, <laughs> I wish... I had that kind of energy. I cannot do it. So we don't have that energy no more. No, that, we, that, we, we just, don't have that. We don't. We don't. Not, we not don't. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I have is resetting reality of the Brie fan panel. Okay, so you've been talking about Debris forever. Like that I was talked one about of the shows before that... we even did the when we began the podcast. I had talked about Debris. I know that's one of the shows that we that we talked about watching and covering and then all this other stuff just started coming up and it just kind of got left in the limbo. So. It did. It did. I, I like I said, I think I was one of a handful of people watching the show. Um, I didn't feel bad because I did that with Fringe because when Fringe first started, I was one of the few people watching Fringe that okay. I knew. Right. And I was one of the guy, Kat from South Park Party Line, watching Fringe. And I oh, did oh that's Party your fault. Friends. That's your <laughs> fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Fringe was great. So the Brie kind of felt like it. Um, I, I will save most of my opinions for <laughs> the panel. Right. But I'm looking forward to talking about it with other. This is a cool thing about Dragon Con, mm-hmm. talking about shows that you feel like you're the only person watching with other people who watch the same show. Right. That that has always been the thing that I loved about when I go to Dragon Con. I used to go to Dragon Con or go to Dragon Con. I don't. I know you like the big mega panels with all the stars. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to the small fan panels. Yeah, I like I the fan to, panels too, but yeah. I wanted to interact with people who watch the show. Mm-hmm. So these people who watch Debris, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Because they okay. have a lot to say about that show. Okay. Um, like I said, I only made it up to about eight or nine episodes before I, stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And when you come back to it, oh, it's not there anymore. I'll figure it out another time. And you realize that whoever was a production company basically pulled it from everywhere. That seems to be happening a lot these days. Yeah, it's pulled it from everywhere. It's not available anywhere, ever. It's like, oh, my God. So I'll try to find it to try to finish it up before. Uh, when is this? Uh, Saturday at 1. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get in. I'll try. Let's see. What do I have? Do I have anything Saturday at one? Oh, uh, actually, I don't. What? But you know what? If I go look at my schedule right now. So there's so much overlap on my schedule right now. You don't have panels overlapping. though. I don't have my own panel at Saturday at one. But let me tell you, Saturday at one. Oh, wait, Dragon Con, the app has updated. Oh, that's awesome. So my schedule Saturday at one. Um, there are four panels that I have bookmarked. There is a Fear the Walking Dead panel because some uh, two of the stars are here for that. There is an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. panel because we have, I think, three stars from there. There is a Thor, Love, Death, and Goats panel that I may go to. And there is a, um, oh, the Wheel of Time panel. Um, there, there's another, you know, there's a live panel for that one, the um, Amazon series. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. Like I showed, uh, I showed a friend my schedule for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as far as the panels I've bookmarked, as far as what I want to do. And that's what we do with the Dragon Con app, because yes, I have four panels bookmarked, but that could be because, okay, you know what, maybe I decided to go to lunch. And now that now I find myself in this hotel, and it's easier Mm -hmm. to get to this panel than it does to that. Or whatever the case may be, or I may get or sometimes panel and be okay, like, well, the, the five thirty panel is in the Sheridan, and then this other panel I want to go to is also in the Sheridan. So maybe I just go to that panel and since then, yeah. I already be mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So it's like that, and I I sent um, Charles. He's also one of the uh, co-hosts on Sci-Fi Party Line. I sent him my schedule. He was like, "When do you plan to eat?" And I was like, "I'll figure that out." <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure it out. I mean, I I'll remember to eat. I just don't know when. But yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah. Let's see. What do I? Ha- I'm trying to think because you were talking about sci-fi fantasy. Let's see. I think okay. I did that one. Um. Huh. Oh. Okay. So. You have a panel Saturday at 5.30 that I cannot go to because I'm on the Umbrella Academy panel. Oh. <laughs> We're going to be talking about season three. I'm so excited. And I was, I'm, I'm mad because I had to choose between that one and um, what was the other panel? I had to choose between Umbrella Academy season three and Stranger Things seasons one through four or seasons one through three. 
I had to make a choice. I was like, why do y'all do that to me? But if you look at the schedule, especially for the things that I watch, I'm just going to be conflicted wherever I go. Like literally the only conflicts I don't have on my schedule are the panels that I'm sitting on. Because Mm -hmm. of course, if I'm on a panel, I can't go somewhere else. Everything else, there's like two panels here three panels here. I think one of them had five panels. I said, I'm not even about to bookmark that fifth one because we just already know it's just, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It it starts every year. So yeah, yeah, I went through and I went through one, I forgot what time slot it was, but I bookmarked like four or five panels and then I bookmarked the last panel and I was like, wait a second, that looks familiar. Oh, that's a panel that I'm on. (laughs) So, so I can't go, go to any of them. <laughs> I have to go back and uncheck them. <laughs> like, oh, These okay. are the times that we need clones. It will make <laughs> it so much easier. It will make it so much easier. But yeah, so I'm doing Umbrella Academy. I am doing um, I'm doing a Miss Marvel panel that I'm yes. excited about. Mike is going to be jealous. He yeah. he is yeah. he is so jealous. So when I announced that. Uh, I got onto the Outlander panel because, you know, somebody, you know, hurt themselves and she had to pull out, which is sad. But at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that opened up an opportunity. Okay. Mike was like, hmm, maybe something like that. He was like, no, I'm just joking. He was like, that that Miss Marvel panel, if they have an opening. I was like, see, Mike, you got to jump on this. But I think Mike also didn't realize that he was coming to Dragon Con all five days until after that particular track mm-hmm. had started taking um, calls for panelists. So I know he'll be there at least. But there, I think there are two different uh, Miss Mar- Marvel panels happening uh, this okay. year. So I'm on okay. that one. I'm also doing a panel called MCU Half Phased. So we're going to be talking about phase four up until this point, which will be fun for me because I'm one of the few people who seem to not have so many complaints about phase four. Wait, wait, wait. When is that one? That one is Sunday at four. Mm. Oh, I see. Sunday at four. Yep. I don't think I have a, I don't think I have a conflict. So oh, yes, there. you should come to that one. So yeah, you I'll can be hear there. me so you can hear me defend eternals to people and <laughs> just talk in general about phase four up to I think it's up to this point. So we'll probably include some She Hulk talk in it since we already have two episodes. Actually, uh She Hulk. There should be another episode releasing in about four hours. So we'll have three episodes of She-Hulk by that time. Mm-hmm. It's so funny looking at you going from tablet to phone. Yeah, trying to I, have, sure I have your schedule over here and my <laughs> schedule over here. And I realized, yeah, that'll work out for me because my panel on Sunday is right after that one. I have a panel right after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. And then um, I'm doing a Discovery of Witches panel. So, you know, that that's okay. one of our original shows on the Your podcast. Show. We covered that show from, I, from the beginning, right? Yeah, we yeah. covered that one from the from beginning. beginning. So um, that show has a particular uh, soft spot in my heart. 
I'm so happy that we I get to talk about it because I have things to say and I have feelings still about that, especially that final season, because I feel like we should have gotten a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for them to announce a Marcus and Phoebe um, spinoff. So, yeah. But Lori would know more about that. She <laughs> probably she's, would. She's looking, she's looking for it. She's waiting. I, I waiting don't blame her. I am too. You can't tease us like that and then just not do anything. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm like so excited. I I have like so many cool panels that I'm on, and I'm like, this is stuff that we talk about already. So yeah, it, it, yeah I'm happy. Um, another panel I'm on is Night Sky to the Stars, Sunday at seven. What is that? There's a show on Amazon called Night Sky with um JK Simmons and Sissy Spacek. Um, it it's I, I, Michelle and I watched it. Okay, it's an interesting show. Mm-hmm. It has some great performances. I have issues with some of the some of the story. Okay, um, it's actually I think written and created by Dennis Miller's son. You know, Dennis oh, Miller, yeah. yeah. His son. Okay, yeah. I, f- I forgot his name. I I know people are gonna be laughing at me, but. You'll know it. You'll know it by the panel. Yeah. Um, it. I, I actually I enjoyed the show. I have a lot of problems with it, and I don't know if they're going to do a second season or not. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm interested in it. So, but I mean, the fact that you it. have problems with the show, but you still enjoy it, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it, okay. it it's interesting. It's this old couple. Um, after their son dies, um, he kills himself. Uh-huh. Um. They discover what they think is a bomb shelter in their yard. Okay. And it's actually like a teleporter to another planet. So <laughs> the, the show revolves around that discovery and the people hiding those teleporters. Okay. Because they're all over the world. Okay. And I don't want to give away too much about the show, but okay. yeah, it is it's interesting. Okay. You, you should give it after Dragon Con, give it a try. Yeah, so, I'm <laughs> after <laughs> this is I'm after not watching Dragon nothing Con. else. <laughs> I don't have and, time to watch nothing else. And the, the last one I'm going to mention, um, I'm on a raising Dion panel. I am the mind mover. Okay. You mentioned that, that earlier. Saturday at eleven thirty. Um, Raising Dion, that first season, it's a Michael B. Jordan production. Um, It's a show that is near and dear to his heart. I think it's a wonderful concept. Um, It's on Netflix. It's not a high-budget show. Okay. Um, Dion, the the actor that plays him, is is, he's very interesting and very um, I want to use the word compelling. Mm -hmm. Like, like he was 10, I think, right? No, eight in season one. And like most eight-year-olds, he's all over the place, right? He's all over the place. And then he's 10 in season two, and he's still all over the place, like <laughs> what you expect of a 10-year-old boy with superpowers. Okay. And you find out he basically 
creates his own superpowers. It is, it is, the it is. It doesn't have really anything to do with anything, but it's a it's a wonderful show. I I I like it. The now, I've heard Nick and me really likes this show. Okay, because I was gonna say. I heard about this show when it first came out and I heard a lot of like, there were so many opposing opinions. I heard some people say it was a great show. I heard some people say the show sucked. I was like, how can you be on like two different spectrums talking about the same show? And it, I, just, the, and then I think it got canceled. Didn't no. it, get, it didn't get canceled? It didn't get canceled. That might be another show I'm thinking of then. It, it didn't get canceled. I, okay. I want to say it was up in the air for a while. Okay. Okay. That's but, that might um, be what I'm thinking with, about. With Michael B. Jordan behind it, it, it was going to get done. Okay. So, because that that was his project. So. Okay. Um, yeah, it, I can see why people would like it because, like I said, it's it's a lower budget mm-hmm. TV show. Um, but it has some really good concepts. And you kind of have to look at it from the perspective of it's sort of targeted towards a younger audience anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think they're trying to make it targeted towards a younger audience. But Dion is eight and ten in okay. season one and two, and right. it revolves around him. Okay, you can't make an adult show with that revolves around a a child, right? And not make it creepy it had, yeah. yeah it has some weird moments with the okay. with the adults especially his mom being a single mom but mm-hmm. you know it it is what it is but it, i i think it's a great show okay yeah that's just my opinion so i'm looking forward to the panel um that's going to be an interesting panel because you are right there are people on extremes okay they either like it or they don't like it mm-hmm. you know there isn't a lot of middle ground for that show okay all right. And I was also, I don't think I was going to watch it until I found out that one of my daughter's classmates was in season one. Oh. Well, before he came out, oh, his mother was that's posting. Right. That's yeah, right. She was posting I remember that. Yeah. About him being on the show. Okay. So. I do remember about that. Okay. Okay. So, all right. That's interesting. So, did we, I think we talked about, did you mention all of your panels? That, that was all of my panels. That was all of them. Okay. So, I only have, I, Let's see. I think I mentioned all of mine except for two. So on Friday at 2.30, I will be appearing on the digital media track Mm -hmm. for the first time. I'm going to be on a panel titled Awesome Women in Digital Media, Volume 1. This is going to be a two-part panel because there's so many awesome women that they had for the panel, they were like, okay, so we're just going to have to split the panel in two. So there's one part of the panel that's happening at 3.30. And then I think the other part of the panel, volume two, is happening at 5.30. So I'll be on the 2.30 panel. I'm a little bit nervous about that one because yes, even though I am a podcaster, I'm in digital media, I'm still what I call, what I feel like is a newbie in that Uh space because you have Uh people who are doing like, TikTok and you've got people doing Discord. We just started our Discord and I'm still learning that, which is so mm. funny because when I mentioned it to my son, Mike, I was like, yeah, so I may be creating a Discord. He turned around, he was like, did you just say Discord? I was Discord. like, hold up now. Hold up. It's like when you sent when you sent the invitation, I was like, 
Is she for real? Discord. Yeah, we gotta, we got, we gotta get, we we gotta go with the flow. We gotta go where the audience is, and you know the audience. Yeah, I've been using Discord, Discord since the beta, Twitch, and yeah. So <laughs> I was like, okay, so I guess we could do that. And you know what? It's actually been kind of fun. It's weird because it's a lot to keep up with, especially if you're following different servers. Like right now, I'm only following three other servers, and two of them are Dragon Con related. But it's a I lot. I think I have 20. Oh, my God. I had to, to turn off my notifications. For I, I couldn't do it. And this is one of the reasons why I used to be a huge user of Twitter way back in the day. And then I had to mm-hmm. stop because I would literally be sitting there all day long. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be working. I would literally be sitting there watching my Twitter feed and working just like this. And I was like, I can't do this. This is, this is ridiculous. I can't do it. So I literally stopped doing anything on Twitter for like years and I just started going back like right before we started the podcast I was like mm-hmm. okay let me tiptoe back on Twitter but yeah <laughs> so you know I'm excited to be on this panel I'm also a little bit nervous because I feel like mm. all of my other panelists have so much more experience but I'm looking forward to hearing them and learning from them and picking you know picking things up and just even the conversations that we've had in Discord, because the digital media track is one of the um, servers that I follow. And, you know, we have different rooms for the panels. Everyone is so nice. Everything, everyone is so supportive, you know, um, giving out suggestions for, you know, some people are like, okay, well, how can I make my show better? What kind of equipment should I be using? And this and another. And people are so nice. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to being on this panel and just learning trying to soak up as much knowledge from these people as I can to make myself better and to make the show better and just to have a better overall experience. So you you sound like I did when I was talking about the um, history of black fantasy. Touche. (laughs) Touche. I'm going to say you are an awesome woman in digital media and just an awesome person in general, because you have written for publications, you know, blogged, you've interviewed celebrities and, you know, all those. I remember when we did the Being Human interviews, of those so three actors, fun. that was so much fun. That was so much fun. You, you are an awesome woman in digital media. You just are. Okay, you thank you. Things. I will claim that. I will claim that. Claim thank that. you. Claim I will that. claim that. Doggone it. <laughs> I will claim it. So yes, yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to being on that panel. And then the last panel that I am on um, is a fanfic panel, and that one <clears throat> is kind of sort of up in the air because that was one that I was not signed up for, but it showed up on my Dragon Con <laughs> app as one of my panels, and that's the YA Lit Track. And I usually do several panels for them anyway. So I just told her I was mm-hmm. like, hey, if you need somebody for this panel. It's fan fiction and it's Marauders. I'm, I'll be there. <laughs> You'll be there. I'll be there. We all want fan fiction for Marauders. We all want them. Marauders. I mean, well, yeah. At this point, we want fan fiction because we we don't necessarily need a new story from She Who Must Not Be Named, but it's Marauders. It's the Marauders. It's the Marauders. Yeah. Who wouldn't want? I was like, yeah, I'll go do that panel. Yeah. 
I'll do it. So that that's going to be fun. I haven't, and it's going to be weird because I haven't dipped my toe in the fanfic world in years because that was another thing that once I got into it, I got sucked into it. I would spend hours and hours and hours and hours. I'm trying to make hours. sure I don't have a conflict for that panel because I want to go. <laughs> I don't think so. That's Saturday at seven. Yes, it is. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, because we want be there. Marauders fanfic. I, I have some ideas oh. <laughs> about some Marauders fanfic. All right. Yes, we'll, we'll get I got to some, it. I got some ideas. Yeah. Serious and um James getting into some serious trouble. They're they're always getting into some serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. so I think that's it for the panels, except like I said, um, I did pre-record a virtual panel for the Wheel of Time show. That one I believe is going to be streaming on DC TV the entire weekend, if I'm not mistaken. And for those of you who can't be at Dragon Con but want to partake. There is a streaming membership on the DragonCon website. It's only $10. And I believe that even after the con is over, you will have access to all of the programming on that channel for the following year. So you'll have it all the way up until I think next year's DragonCon. And you can't, for $10, it's not bad because there's so much that's happening at DragonCon at all times. Like we said, you know, we talked about the, schedule conflicts with us wanting to go to you know them having three four panels that we're interested in at the same time so there's something for everyone at dragon con but um okay so let's do this let's shift away from the panels again um i will post a link to a blog post that will have our schedules in full so that anyone who's interested in attending our panels or seeing our panels Um, we'll have that information available. I will also do my best to record as many panels as I can so that we can post them on our YouTube channel so that you can watch them after Dragon Con has ended. But let's shift away from the panels and talk about these guests. Who are you excited to see this year? There's so many people and we have had a few late cancellations of people that I wanted to see. My Frenchie from the boys is not coming anymore and I'm so sad. So, so I learned long ago that I have to wait until I get there because <laughs> I've been let down before, i.e. you and Frenchie, when someone was announced and then you get there and you find out, oh, they canceled. They had to cancel. Yep. Yeah. Which so, is understandable because a lot of them, most of the times when they cancel is because they are working and production schedules change and they may do, be due on set or something got delayed and they may have to stay yeah. on set. So we understand that, but it's still like, I know. My friend, you know. coming. Uh, um, so it, it, it's hard because I haven't had an opportunity to look over seeing who's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I think most of the people that come consistently, I have already seen. Okay. I had thought Rachel Luttrell was coming back. She is. If she is, mm-hmm. I may try to go see her because okay. that was like the first pers- first celebrity I ever took a picture with, you know, and got an autograph from. As long as you've people. as long as you've been going to Dragon Con, she was the first. Um, 
picture with okay not picture of okay okay um, so that i'm yeah. trying to think who was because i've talked to plenty i remember the time that i talked to trace lords and i thought man she's not nice <laughs> in person uh, there are a know, couple of those yes luckily those. i have uh, i haven't bar burton was one of the first ah. he had came a long time ago being didn't come again until way later okay um, so i used to talk to a lot of them but back back then when they have the the walk of fame where they mm -hmm. all were it was in the basement of the Marriott, you know, that lower level. I remember. You remember? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they were they were down there and you could walk through and you could take pictures. You could mm -hmm. talk to them. It is not like that anymore. You can't take pictures of them. You can't really talk to them. I mean, you can. Yeah. But it's just not the same. Yeah. Um, as it That's was how it was. Then. My first Dragon Con was in 2007. And of course, I knew nothing about the Walk of Fame or anything like that. So I'm in the Walk of Fame looking at people, talking to people. And um, I'm like, oh, I want to get some autographs. Well, I didn't realize that most of, most of the time when you're in the Walk of Fame, you have to have cash. They don't do they don't do cards. Mm -hmm. And this was a Friday afternoon. The ATM machine was already out of money. <laughs> So I couldn't get any cash. So I was just walking around, like talking to people. And there were a couple of people that we met that took pictures with us. Um, it was me and my friend Arellis. They took pictures with us without us having to uh, having to pay. They were just like really nice. Yes. Richard Hatch was one of the first people I ever met at a Dragon Con. Mm -hmm. So, so nice. Talked to us for like a full 10 minutes. And again, like you said, back then, even 2007, it wasn't as crowded as it is now. Mm -hmm. So even though they had people standing in line, they still had enough time to like really, really talk to people. He was one of the nicest people. Like he found out that was our first Dragon Con. And he was like, oh, okay. So what are you here to see or who are you excited to see? And we talked to him about stuff. I mean, we were dressed as, we were dressed as Gryffindor and Slytherin students. So it was obvious we were there for Harry Potter. So he was talking about it. He was telling us just like different little things like, oh yeah, so this this will be your experience. And yeah, just go around and see people and, you know, just talk to people. And blah. So nice, mm -hmm. so nice. Aaron Douglas from Battlestar Galactica, same way, sat there, talked to us, shook our hands, had a conversation with us for about five minutes. He had other people that were there trying to see him, but he took time to talk to us and, you know, sign, signed a autograph and it was cool. And like I said, we were kind of like, we didn't know how things in the Walk of Fame kind of worked. Mm -hmm. So we walk around the corner and Jamie Bamber is there. He's sitting at a table mm -hmm. and I go over and I speak to him and, you know, I ask him for, I ask him for his autograph. And at that time I had the dragon con uh, program book that they give you and mm -hmm. asked him to sign that he had the most stank attitude and rolled his eyes and signed the book and like pushed it back to me, didn't say anything else. And I was like, okay, first bad experience. Okay, got it. I've never had another experience like that since Dragon Con. He literally has been my only bad experience. I don't oh, know if wow. he was in a bad mood that day. I don't know if he was mad because I wasn't paying. Like I said, I didn't know the in and outs. This I'm literally, this is, I've been here 15 minutes. I've yeah. been at Dragon Con for 15 minutes. Yeah, it's like Tracy Lords. 
she was all smiles until you got up to her because she had a long line. Mm-hmm. She was all smiles until she realized you were not paying for an autograph. Mm-hmm. And you can move on. Mm-hmm. She had to get to the people who were paying. Right. So, and they, you they, know what? And I understand. I understand I that understand. because you're there working. That that is yes. that is how you're earning your money. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I but understand. still. But see, I didn't quite understand it then myself. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't get that that's really what they were there for. Right. You know, for me, I was starstruck. I was like, oh, oh my God, that's Tracy Lords. Mm-hmm. So I get in line to wait to say, hey, nice to meet you. And oh, she's like, you're not buying an autograph? No, I just wanted to say, hey, yeah, you need to move because I got other people. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, you know, it is, it is what it is. But there's some people who are like extremely nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll tell you this quick story. I think I told you this story, um, but I was... I was talking to someone and I was walking along and I kept hearing Anthony, Anthony. And I turn around and Mark Singer is calling me. Anthony, come here real quick. Why is Mark Singer calling me? <laughs> <laughs> I go over and Mark Singer's like, yeah, I was talking to someone about you. And he just went on and on. And then all of a sudden my best friend Brandon comes around and he played a practical joke. He had talked, he he was like, were you here with someone? And Brandon was like, yeah, I'm here with that guy over there. He's like, what's his name? Anthony. He's like, he, watch this. And he, he does it. Anthony, come here. Come here, Anthony. And the, so there's some of them who have fun with it. And they and I know you've encountered them, that they that they like being there. They like being with the people. One, one other story. I was, I I have this thing where I'm getting all of the African-American actors who are in Star, Star Trek. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Montgomery, who was um, on Enterprise, was mm-hmm. there. And the average autograph is usually, you know, $20 mm-hmm. at the time. It was like back, 20, then. back then. It was back. $20, $30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was in his line to get this autograph because, you know, this is what I collect. And he, his agent or handler or whatever was like, it's $40. And I only had $30. And when the agent turned their back, he goes, just give me the 30. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him the 30 real quick before the handler turned around and I got my autograph. Okay. And the very same night I was standing in line to go to a restaurant and who's standing in front of me? Mm-hmm. Anthony Montgomery. He's like, hey, I remember you. I was like, I remember you too. And I told him when I was, I was like, oh, cool. I'm glad you could get your autograph. Hey, you want to have dinner with me? Sure. Oh, so, okay. I was like, okay. Um, and one more, the last one, Tony Todd. Nice guy. I got an autograph of him, his Worf's brother. Mm-hmm. And before I left the table, we had a long conversation. Before I left the table, he was like, you know any place to get some good barbecue? I was like, mm-hmm. And I was kind of put on the spot. I couldn't think of any. Right. And he's like, you mean you from here and you're black and you don't know where I can get some good freaking barbecue. I'm tired of this stupid ass food in the hotel. I want some <laughs> real barbecue and you don't know. And I'm saying like, no. He's like, man, get out of here. No. <laughs> you don't know how it feels to have the candy man to tell you to leave his presence. <laughs> so I left. He said, hey, don't come back. Until you get me some barbecue. <laughs> so I made a promise to myself if I ever see Tony Todd again at Dragon Con, <laughs> you I'm gonna take him some, some barbecue. barbecue. 
god, that so, is yeah, they, I, for, that is hilarious. For the one bad story I have, I have a ton of great celebrity stories. Yeah, we there's know. so many. So you you talked about like the the ones who have fun with it. I have two very specific ones. So of course, like I said, 2007, that was my first Dragon Con. I went because Matthew Lewis and James and Oliver Phelps from the Harry Potter films were coming. That was the first time I can remember since I was a child hearing about Dragon Con. And I was like, how did I not know this is in my own backyard? But again, around that time was when I was just kind of getting back to being myself and embracing all of my geeky stuff that I got messed with, you know, for so long as an adult. So the, I think it was not the next year, it may have been the year after that, Matthew Lewis comes back to Dragon Con. No, it may have been that year, the, the year uh, afterwards. He comes back to Dragon Con. And of course, Dragon Con weekend is the weekend that I now consider like my annual vacation. So that's the year that, I mean, that's the weekend I tell people I'm not mommy during this weekend. I am full on fangirl. Y'all stay with, you know, at the time my kids were younger, be like, yeah, y'all hang with your dad, hang with your grandma. I'm going to go hang over here and, and do my thing. So I'm in the line uh, to meet Matthew Smith, uh, Matthew Lewis. I'm sorry, Matthew Lewis. We were talking about Matthew Smith the other day. <laughs> Matthew Lewis. And, you know, we, we get to talking again, really, really nice guy. For those of you who don't know, that's uh, who played Neville Longbottom. Mm -hmm. So we get to talking and, you know, really nice guy. And he asked me about, you know, how, how long have I been coming to Dragon Con? And I tell him, oh, this is only my second year. Um, you know, and uh, somehow my kids are brought up and I think he asked me something about, uh, Oh, I, I think Arellis was with me and we mentioned something about kids. She was like, oh, the kids would like, they would go nuts if they knew you were sitting here talking to them. And my kids at that time, they were still very young. I think they were, I think my daughters were like maybe uh, 11 and 13 or something like that. And, um, you know, I asked them, I said, I said, hey, I said, if I called my kids on the phone, would you just say hi to them just really, really quickly? And he was like, yeah, call them on the phone. So I called them on the phone, on my daughter's phone, and they're in the car with, uh, they're in the car at the grocery store. My mother-in-law has gone into the grocery store and my son, who was really tiny at the time, he was in the car asleep. So they were like, okay, well, we'll stay in the car with him. We want to listen to music anyway. So they're in the car, they're listening to music. And I called them and I was like, hey, they're like, mom, you're a Dragon Con. Why are you calling us? I was like, somebody wants to say hello to you. So he gets on the phone and he was like, hi, is this Michaela and Mia? And they're like, and of course he's saying this in his full British accent. And they're like, who is this? And he starts talking and then they recognize the voice. So I have them on speakerphone. All you hear is screaming. They are losing their minds. And then they calm down long enough to talk to him and he has a conversation with them. And he was like, well, hopefully one day you guys can come to Dragon Con and I'll be back and I get to meet you guys in person, blah, 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 blah. Sweetest thing. I had a similar situation happen a few years later with Jim Beaver from Supernatural, who plays Bobby Singer. Now I had met Jim in person in 2008 at a different convention and um, got to got to spend a lot of time with him. This was a smaller convention. It was more intimate. So like literally he came to the part, the, like the kickoff party mm -hmm. 
and sat and talked to a whole group of us for like 45 minutes, just talking about all kinds of things. And um, saw him over the course of the weekend. And when I went to go get my autograph from him and I told him my name, he automatically knew it was Japanese. And he was like, Japanese? I said, yes. He starts speaking to me in Japanese. Well, unfortunately, my mother did not teach me Japanese coming up. So I only know like a tiny bit of what he says. So we just have a conversation about that and stuff like that. So a few years after that, he's on set at Supernatural and he's in the makeup chair. He's got like an hour until he's supposed to hit uh, the set. So he gets on Twitter and he was like, okay, so while I have some time, I know that I know a lot of you from conventions and stuff, but meeting somebody in person is different from seeing them online because, you know, Twitter handles, whatever. He says, so how about this? While I have some time, tell me your name. Tell me where I met you. So my response to him was, I'm the half black, half Asian girl or half Japanese girl that you met at Icon 2008. So he immediately tweets back, like literally two seconds later, he tweets back, Hanako Ricks, I remember you. <laughs> Excuse me? This was two years ago. Yeah, he remembered. Yeah. He remembered. So then when he came to Dragon Con a few years later, this was the first year that I brought both of my daughters. At that time, they were like 13 and 11 or 14 and 12. They were somewhere around there, but old enough to where I felt like I could bring them and kind of let them explore the convention, you know, and just have some fun. So we're sitting there um, and um, this was this was on a Sunday. My oldest daughter decided not to come on that Sunday because she was tired out from Saturday. It was kind of overwhelming for her. And and they had a chance to meet Tom Felton on Saturday. So she was still they were, you know, recovering from that. So we're sitting in the room where all the supernatural guests at that time were. And I think this was the first time they had ever had supernatural guests at Dragon Con. And um, I just, you know, I just wanted to stop and say hello to him, you know, while I was there. And so he comes into the room and there are two girls already standing at his line talking. And so my daughter and I, my younger daughter and I, we're sitting in the back and we're just kind of sitting there chilling, waiting for him to be done with the other two ladies so when it's our turn to come up i go to him and i'm like hey jim i don't know if you remember me he says hanako if you don't get around this table and give me a hug and my daughter is looking at me like what the fuck <laughs> so i go around the table and i give bobby singer a hug we start talking we start talking about his daughter he you know he tells me you know glad to meet you i know your mom has mentioned you you know again from a conversation he knew four years ago you mm -hmm. know me talking about my kids he was like don't you have other kids I said yes my son is a little too young to come to Dragon Con because I'm not doing babysitting duty I, I want to mm -hmm. go to all the panels I want to go to I said my daughter tied herself out yesterday so she decided she was too tired to come so Mia was like we should call her and tell her that that we're talking to Bobby and Jim looks at me he was like do it call her <laughs> So I call her and she's even in the Bobby Singer voice. Do it. I, I mean, <laughs> Bobby Singer tells you to do something. I was like, I'm not about to get called a midget in person. So I call my daughter. So she answers the phone and she's asleep. She's knocked out, but she answers the phone. She's like, hello. And I'm like, hey, 
somebody wants to talk to you. She immediately perks up because the last time I did that to her when I was at Dragon Con, Matthew Lewis was on the phone. Mm-hmm. So she perks up and she was like, who? I said, you'll see. So I give Jim the phone. He was like, hi, is this Michaela? And she was like, yeah, yes. He was like, hi, Michaela. This is a sh- Oh, my <laughs> She loses her shit. He starts laughing. And then when she calms down, she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Bobby is calling me. And he was like, why am I talking to you on the phone instead of meeting you in person? And she was like... I went to Dragon Con yesterday. It was my first time and I did so much walking. I'm so tired and my body hurts so much. And it was just a lot. And he said, well, the next time I come here, I want to see you in person. She was like, yes, Bobby, I will do it. And of course, you know, she said, Bobby, and then she was like, oh, I'm sorry, Jim. He was like, no, it's fine. So I get off the phone with her, say, you know, say, wrap up with him, say goodbye to him. And I call her back. She was like, that was the then she goes on social media. My mom is the best thing ever. <laughs> I talked to Bobby Singer from Supernatural. So yeah, uh, some of the stars they have so they do have fun and they yeah. they make it they make it worth your while. You know, um, like I said, that was J- Jamie Bamber was the only bad experience I had. I do have a friend who had a very rude experience with. Um, uh, uh why why is my name why is my brain going blank retired that's why Adama <laughs> are, from um Battlestar Galactica James yeah. they were almost yeah. yeah she she had a she had a bad experience with him I don't know if it was just because he was trying to go to dinner or he was in a bad mood but yeah but yeah. you um, know my because, first my first Dragon Con um Kung Fu what was his name um David Carradine we were, we were, we Wait, were he came to, to Dragon go. Con. This was two thousand and one. Oh. so it was like two thousand, like my first time. Okay, and we were trying to go to the Walk of Fame downstairs. And I don't know if I don't really know what was going on, but Brandon was behind me, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, someone literally almost knocks me down the escalator. I think I remember this story. Yeah, and and he, I'm like, what the? And I turn and I see this dude in all black just walking away, and Brandon goes, "That was David Carradine." I wouldn't say anything if I were you. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, I you could, just kind of let was, that one slide. Yeah, I, I, but I was I, I was almost murked by David Carradine. <laughs> it was it was weird. It was. But yeah, so but that wasn't a bad experience. That was just one of those things, like yeah, you know, us stalking Alcee down the street. Oh my! We won't talk. We won't talk about that. Well, technically, hold on. I gotta let my cat out the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Technically, we were. We were going to the same place. We were. We were going to the same. same We were going to the same place. I was in, I was in the photo op line for Joe Magniello, and this was like at the height of True Blood, and I just really wanted to take a picture with him, and the line was so fucking long, 
And he had to leave to get to his panel. And I was like, we're going to the panel anyway. So we're literally walking down the street behind Alcee Hervo. <laughs> and I have so my camera on the whole time. Just like, take a picture. Like, go. Yeah. Take a picture. Anthony was telling me, he was like, take a picture, take a picture. I was like, no, I'm scared. He was like, take the fucking picture. <laughs> so I have a picture of him getting ready to cross the street and anybody who looks at that picture they're like you were just taking a picture of his ass i was like he wasn't facing me i just wanted proof that he was right there in my breathing space. that was so much fun that was so much fun it was take the damn picture <laughs> no don't scare take the picture honey go take it we we have had some good Dragon Con uh, experiences. I'm yeah. so ready for this week. When I say I'm so, so ready for this weekend because we have so much fun, even when we're not in panels, even when we're not doing stuff, like even just the times that like, so the group of friends that I go to Dragon Con with or that I hang out with Dragon Con, we've kind of established this little routine that we do. Like there's a certain spot in Peachtree Center that we always go to eat. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain spot in the Marriott where we always come and sit. Like there are times when even though I may have 50 million panels on my schedule, there may be days when, especially before the pandemic, when there was like 85,000 people strong there would be days when you were just like so exhausted from trying to maneuver the crowds that you were just like, I just want to sit my ass down and not move for two hours and maybe charge my phone. Charge your phone. So we actually have a routine where we just go into the Marriott. There's like this little space that we go to and we just kind of sit there and we open up our snacks or we bring our food from Peachtree Center. We sit there and eat and we charge our phones and we recharge our bodies. And this is the space where you'll see all of the droids come and just hang out. So you'll see like two R2-D2s, you'll see a BB-8, you'll see this, you'll see that. Just You'll see uh, Wally from the movie Wally mm-hmm. just kind of going through. And this is where everybody comes and takes those pictures. Um, this area, is it, it has a domed glass mm-hmm. roof. It's over where, because uh, the Hawaii Lit track was there. Yep. It still and is. Uh-huh. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the droids were there, the Star Wars. Right. And so yeah. every, I think it's Sunday evening or maybe Saturday evening, you'll see the Elvish choir walking through the hotels and they come gather in that little spot there. And because of that dome, it echoes and it sounds so beautiful because they sit there and they sing for about 20 minutes. And it's so beautiful. So you get, even if you're not in the panels, just the different experiences you have, just watching things happen around the convention or trying to chase down a an awesome cosplay. I sprinted way across the hotel once. This was like three years ago because there was a group cosplaying the Joker and his crew from the uh, Michael Keaton Batman. And you know, if you watch that movie, that Prince soundtrack is probably one of the best fucking soundtracks ever. So you've got this guy looking like Jack with the makeup, with the, the mouth. 
and you've got Lawrence with the boom box and you've got the guys doing the dance. When I tell you, I saw that I got up. I don't know where I found that because I was sitting on the floor and I didn't even want to get up to go to the bathroom 10 minutes ago, but I saw this cosplay. When I tell you, I got my ass right on up and I ran across the hotel to catch them. And they literally sat there and they reenacted the whole party man scene. I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I can go home happy now. I'm good. So yeah, the, the experiences at Dragon Con, you know, we call it like the big geek family reunion because that is really what it feels like. There are friends that I have that I'm so close to. I only get to see them at Dragon Con because we live in different areas of the Mm. country. And it's just one of those things where it just really like from the time I started going, the first day I walked in and I saw everybody there, I was like, I feel like I just, I I feel like I just came home. Like Mm -hmm. I've never been in a space like that before where I felt seen, where I felt embraced, where nobody was looking at me as, you know, you know, I'm already different because I'm biracial. And then you like what they used to call white people stuff. Nobody had those kinds of ideas there. Like I would fangirl about something and I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. They're like, no, it's cool. What? Right. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Like I can really be this silly and this excited about this. And nobody's going to look at me like, I need you to calm down. Oh, I'm good. No, no, no. Not only that, but they will be excited with you yes. <laughs> for the same thing. Yes. And, and, you know, growing up, it's already tough being, you know, a blurred. Right. Yes. <laughs> the, the the term blurred. Mm-hmm. To go to a place where you are like, you realize you are not alone. Mm-hmm. You know, even though y'all aren't talking and maybe y'all aren't going to the same panels or the same places, but you see each other. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've noticed, and I've talked about this before, that when I first went, there wasn't a lot of us seen there. Mm-hmm. We may have been there, but you didn't see us. Okay. But now, you know, 20 We all over the place. We all over the place. We cosplaying, you know, there's this. It's, we have it's, tracks it's dedicated to representation, yes. you know, diversity and speculative fiction. Um, you you have the Black Geeks of Dragon Con group yes. that is things. amazing. Amazing, yes. So yeah, it's just. And I, for me, I, I, I we always talk about well, what do you look forward to? Who do you look forward to being there with? What do you look forward to going? I just look forward to being there. Mm-hmm. You know, and before I used to be excited for taking Michelle, and now she's like a veteran. You know? Right, right. She's and, one of us now. Yeah, and and now I'm just looking forward to taking Bailey. That that and, that's and, great. You know, I I, I think th- this this is going to be a good trip this week. I say trip because it's like a vacation. It, it, is. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, and I mean, the other good thing about it is, you know, I know there are people like we're part of the Dragon Con um, Facebook group. There are people who are traveling right now from overseas. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody posted a photo of him on the ferry to try to get to the mainland so he can get to the airport so he can take his international flight here. We 15 minutes down the street, literally, literally takes us 15 minutes to get to downtown from where we live because Anthony and I live around the corner from each other, basically. 
we're right, it's right here in our backyards. So I love that even more because I don't have to worry about a hotel room. I don't have to worry about fighting for all of that stuff because you know what, when I'm ready to go home and get in the bed, I can get in my car and I can go home and I can sleep in the comfort of my own bed. I don't have to worry about hotel noise or nothing like that. So for me, it's kind of like a win-win. Like, yeah, I can be a dragon con and I still have the comforts of home too. If I don't want to spend money to eat, I can cook at home before I go or whatever, which of course that doesn't happen because it's Dragon Con. You see friends you haven't seen in a while. You're like, hey, let's go, let's go spend $60 on a dinner that I otherwise would never even think about eating. But it's the experience. It's it's, the experience. it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And you know, I get to share it with you and Michelle and you know, some of my best friends, we became best friends because we bonded through nerd stuff and Harry Potter and Dragon Con, like we started going to Dragon Con around the same time, or you know, I brought someone with me to Dragon Con and now they're a regular. You know, it's just it's those experiences that make me so excited about this weekend. I'm so and and the other thing too is I love it because everyone at my job now knows that I always take Labor Day weekend off and they know why I take it off. And it's so funny because my boss used to tease me about it. But now she expects it. And it's funny, we changed to a new system um, a few years ago to where we had to enter our time into this computer system. And usually our fiscal year, we, we work for school system. So our fiscal year starts July 1. So I always put in my time as soon as we come back from the 4th of July break. And I thought I put my time in this one year. I think this was 2019. And apparently it didn't go through. So like three weeks before Dragon Con, I get a phone, I get a call on my office phone from my boss. She was like, are you not going to Dragon Con this year? I said, yeah, I'm going. She was like, you didn't put your time in. I said, yes, I did. I put it in. She was like, well, it's not in there. She said, I'm going through like, where's Hanukkah's time for Dragon Con? (laughs) Which was so funny to me because like I said, she used to tease me about how much of a nerd I am. And now it's just a passing light. Everybody in the office is a nerd now. So she doesn't even, she's like, oh yeah, I already know you're going to be gone Dragon Con. Just make sure you have this done and this done and this done before you go. And it's cool. My coworkers all this week, they've been, how many more days? Four days, three days, two days. You got two yeah. hours. You ready? Yeah. Two hours. You got half an hour. Get <laughs> get out of here on time because I'm done for the week. I don't go back to work till Tuesday. So everybody's it's, like, it's it's not quite like that to my to to that level where I am. But they know, like, um, I go around home. I'm not going to be here September second. I'm not going to be here that Friday. They, they're like, oh, you're going to Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. They 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 are aware, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, you know, and we have some big things happening this Friday. But unfortunately, I won't be there. You know? Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. Priorities. Because yeah, we're having club day. We have had club day in two years, three years, and everyone's excited about club day. That's when everyone, all the clubs in the school, we have a big thing. You know, all the different clubs set up booths and performances and all this oh. stuff throughout the school. And you know, my daughter. You're gonna like, be participating in kind of sort of a club day type thing. Downtown. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, Bailey's gonna go to it, and she's gonna be like, "You didn't tell me it was gonna be obvious." So we'll we'll you know, I'm not there, so they'll be all right. 
Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. All right. The, the, the school will still be standing next week when you get it'll, back. it'll be there when it'll I get be. back on Tuesday. On Tuesday. On Tuesday. Maybe, depending on if I go Monday and how tired I am. We'll see. See, I've, that's the one thing. I've not done a Monday at Dragon Con yet. I, I had planned to the first year. And let me tell you, back then I was in shape. But that Monday morning, when I tried to get my ass out the bed, my feet said, no, bitch, no. You know, I stepped when, out the bed and collapsed to the floor. I said, okay, I don't think I'm going anywhere today. When, when I started doing, doing the four days or five days, and Monday is always, Monday morning is always, I'll see how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, and the older I get, the more I see how I, well, the less I see how I feel. I just don't. Yeah. (laughs) I thought about doing it last year. And then I was like, no, I I can't do it. Last year, what I did instead, I went to the spa. I got a massage and a full body scrub. (laughs) And then I picked up my best friend and one, uh, another friend of ours. I picked them up from the hotel and we went and had dinner before I dropped them off at the airport. (laughs) I, I always I always plan to go on a Monday. I just don't make it. The last time I went, um Kevin Sorbo had a panel that afternoon. And I was sitting there like, I could have stayed home in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I really could have. And oh, and before that, the uh, Denise Crosby was supposed to be on the panel. Oh, um, mm-hmm. she was Tasha Yara mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on a Monday. And she was sitting up there. You could tell she did not want to be there. And she basically was like, the only reason I'm here is my flight got delayed. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, yeah, because I think, I, think I, I, I mean, I think even by then, especially if they've been paneling all weekend, they've been meeting people all weekend, they've probably been doing their own partying you know, amongst themselves or their, you know, their co-stars, because a lot of times um, with a lot of the media guests, you get them in groups. So just like we have, we have several people coming from The Walking Dead this year and Fear the Walking Dead. You got people from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You got people from Lock and Key. You got a whole bunch of Star Trek people this year. Um, You've got a couple of people from, uh, you know, just all different types of shows so you know they're probably all they're they're probably tired too just like we are and we're not the ones that are like purposefully meeting hundreds or thousands of people and having to smile for them and talk to them and sign autographs and take pictures people are like that's their only job they're complaining it takes a lot of energy and effort to be on for people for that long a time I can imagine it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So Monday comes around, everybody's done. Everybody's done. And that's why a lot of them, their flights are heading out on Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Monday morning until Monday afternoon, they're gone. And I I don't, I, I have nothing against that. More power to them. Right. They have lives too. They have families they got to get back to. Mm-hmm. And they are tired. 
Yeah. Push time to shove. I may Uber on Monday. I may drive downtown to Uber and catch some of these people trying to no, get you, to the airport. No, you, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna be like me. You're gonna keep your happy ass in bed. <laughs> <laughs> and rest because I gotta rest. go to work the next exactly. week. We're going to Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. Oh, but yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, we were talking about guests. I'm really wanting to meet Lenny James, mm-hmm. just because he's Morgan in The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, and just because he's been in like so many things that i've seen over the yeah years. he's lord shacks and destiny that would be the only reason i go see him oh yeah 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 because he yeah he yep he voices video games too so yeah i'm just i i'm just looking forward to seeing everybody let's just put it like that there's so yeah. many especially there's, there's so, so many, many so many people so many people that are coming that I'm like, I'm excited to go to these panels. We got people from Supernatural coming this year. We got people from the boys coming this year, even though Frenchie's not, but it's okay. I, I met him last year though. So that was cool. I did get to meet him last year when he was there, got to talk to him, you know, told him about the podcast and how the boys was the very first show that we started covering all the podcast. He was like, Oh, that's so cool. I was like, yay. Frenchie says I'm cool. So Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Two more days, or technically speaking, it's not after midnight. One more day. Oh my god! It's, oh my god! I, still I know. Have so much stuff we to still watch. have so much prep to do. So with that, we're gonna get off of here so we can go finish watching and doing, so we can be well prepared for our panels this weekend. But like I said, we will post this. I will post links to our schedules and all of the information for Dragon Con that will be there. If you are there and you are a listener of the podcast and you happen to see us or come to one of our panels, please come up, say hello to us. Let us know that you're there so we can shout you out and just you know show appreciation for the love and support that you've given us um on the podcast but um hopefully we get to see you this weekend anthony i know i'll see you at some look at least i'll see you when we carpool i don't know about any <laughs> panel t- <laughs> about any panel times i i'm sure we'll we'll get a chance to support each other at some, at some point, point during the weekend we, but, we have um, to fight over mike we, we may have to fight i don't know i think <laughs> i'm gonna get mike because i got all the i got the use like i said i have everything that we talk about on the podcast i got a discovery of witches i have miss marvel well we haven't discussed that yet but we're planning to i got mcu's phase four i got umbrella i got all the good so stuff you, you can have mike <laughs> i don't care you have take them take them no we can share we can share we're gonna tell them that we're we're fighting over custody of him for dragon Power, <laughs> so we'll do that so all the information will be posted on the website but for now that's it for our show you can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com we are on social media on facebook instagram and twitter at phantom hybrid we are on discord now you can find us at phantom hybrid podcast you can watch our videos on our youtube channel and listen to us on our major podcast streaming platforms thanks for listening we hope you join the conversation next time